your peace that passes all understanding. Let it rest on every head, on every heart. We don't have to have all the answers, God. We just ask for your peace. Thank you, Lord. Speak it over us by your word. And increase our faith to believe, God, to trust. Let faith rise up, oh heart, believe. Let faith rise up in me, please, Lord. Let faith rise up, O oh heart, believe. Let faith rise up in me. Let faith rise up, O oh heart, believe. Let faith rise up in me. We pray today. Let faith. Rise up, O oh heart, believe, let faith rise up in me. Sing, peace be still. Peace be still, say the word and I will set my feet upon the sea till I'm dancing in the deep. Peace be still, you are here. Even when my eyes can't see 
Shut your eyes and make it good.
let's give him some praise this morning. Through it all. Let's sing that part. Through it all. Thank you, Jesus. My eyes are on I'm going to make you. that your prayer this morning. Through it all. Through it all. It yes. is well. We'll wait in line for you, oh God. Through it all. Through it all. You're what we need, Jesus. Are on no it is well with me in these dark times and in these stressful times in these fearful times oh God we put our trust and our hope in you we draw our inspiration from you you are our hope you are our peace you are our life God we believe that you are a God of the impossible but that you call dead things to life again and things that are not as though they are, God. No matter what the situation that we're facing right now in our lives, God, we give it to you. We trust you. It is well with my soul. Amen. Why don't you tell your neighbor, it is well with my soul this morning. You know, I... Uh, I was coming back from Tennessee yesterday and we stopped at the Bass Pro in uh, Memphis and we were getting our stuff and we were checking out and we're in this line and it wasn't a really long line but it took a really long time to get through it and I was getting real irritated because I wanted to get back on the road but as we were worshiping there this morning I don't know I just thought about standing in line you know, like sometimes you feel like you're standing in line waiting on God to do something. It's okay. It's coming. What God has got for you and for your situation, it's coming. Keep hope. Keep pursuing God. He'll come through for you. Amen? Amen. Speaking of standing in line, I, I also thought about our, um, our volunteer recruitment Sunday last week and we're still kind of doing that so if you didn't get a chance to go out there and, and sign up for something and you feel like God's putting on your heart to do so we want to encourage you to do that now look there's no guilt or shame here from us like if, you, if you're in a season of life where you just can't we understand that so don't don't walk out of here feeling like we're, we're saying you got to you got to you got to or else that's that's not our heart I hope you know that but I do just want to kind of give you an illustration that I thought about this week like when we, when we want something that enriches our life, I think about over a decade ago, uh, iPhone people, they were excited about getting the iPhone. So people stood in line for days, right, to get that first iPhone or a new, uh, new video game system comes out and people stand in line for the Switch or whatever it is that they're wanting to get. We stand in line for things that we know that's gonna bring us joy and that we know that are gonna enrich our lives and that we're gonna, gonna like that. I guarantee you serving others will enrich your life it will enrich your life when you give yourself away for others uh, there was a missionary Jim Elliott said that man is no fool who gives away what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose you give your time you can't keep your time anyway but you gain a, a reward in heaven from serving and you gain personal enrichment and satisfaction and joy from seeing God use you in other people's lives he can use you in, in ways that you never thought imagined hoped or dreamed and you're like I don't know you know I don't know how to do this I don't know how to I'm not good with kids I'm not good with youth I'm not good with stacking I don't know what to do God can still use you so just listen to him all right listen to him be willing to stand in line for 
for what God's got for your life. Amen? All right. So uh, we did get a, quite a few of you signed up for that. I just wanted to thank you. Thanks for going out there. Thanks for checking it out, considering it. Some of you are still praying about it. We are still working through the list. So if you have not gotten a phone call and you did put your name on there, you're going to get one this week. And so uh, we, we appreciate you. We're going to get you plugged in to the different areas that you're excited about getting involved with. So thank you for that. I also want to take a moment here as we transition from worship into the rest of the service to welcome our guests. If you're a guest with us, thank you for coming. Welcome. If you're online, you're, you're not seeing this live, but you're seeing it later. We're also glad that you're here. And uh, we just, we're just thankful that you're here with us. There's a guest card or a link that you can fill out. We'd love to know that you're here. If you want us to know that you're here, that's how you, how you let us know and indicate it. We've got a gift, a little guest uh, CF Paris coffee mug on your way out the door. Feel, feel free to grab one of those on your way out. Um, if you want to know kind of what's next as a guest, there's a start here class that happens every month, second Sunday of the month. So it happened today, but you got another month next month. If you want to ask some questions about CF Paris, who we are, what we do, what we believe, that sort of thing, that's a great place to start. That's why we call it Start Here. Um, and so that's what's next for you as a guest. Also, there's tons of community groups and that sort of thing that you can you can find on our website and get involved in the next steps you can take. But we're just glad that you're here. Glad that you're, uh, that you're a part of what God's doing at Christian Fellowship Church and uh, uh, what God's doing in Lamar County and here in Paris, little old Paris, Texas. God is good. Amen. We got a couple announcements. We're going to throw those up if you'll turn your attention to the screen. As that's going, before I forget, whoo. Uh, ushers, come on, come forward. Uh, we'll take up our, receive our tithes and offerings this morning. Um, it is an act of worship for us to give of our money and resources back to God. So just, just consider this part of your worship this morning. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that we've come together. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll stand in line for you because we know that you have what we need. We love you, Jesus. Amen. What's up, CF Paris? We are so excited that you're here with us today. We have just a few announcements for you. First off, we're not stocking the food pantry this month because they have construction happening at the pantry. We're hoping for next month, but we will let you know. All right, couple VBX announcements. We need to order t-shirts this week, so we need a good count. So if you haven't registered your child, if you haven't registered to volunteer, do it, do it, do it, so we can get everyone a shirt. Um, we'll order a few extras, but it's we want to have as most accurate count as possible. And then second of all, we are going to be having two work days on June 24th and 25th to just deck this place out for VBX. So if you're interested in helping, Casey Hayes is leading that up. You can let her know. You can let Claudia know. You can let me know. Just let someone know or just show up. It'll be fine. So 24th and 25th VBX decor dates. We are coming, coming into the final stretch. We're so excited about VBX this year. Last announcement, we want to thank everyone that signed up for Serve at the tables in the back last week. It was so amazing to see all the people coming. Just in case you didn't get an opportunity to sign up at the table, we're gonna leave the tables out there one more week. So if you, if you had thought about it, go back there, go sign up. There's still the name of what the department is is above it and you can sign up to help us here at church. Woo hoo, woo hoo. I think it. that's it. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. It's not required, but we're going to mention it multiple times, over and over again. Uh, guys, seriously, what, what,
Pastor Brandon was saying is so amazing. There is really, truly so much joy that you can only get when you serve. Um, I mean, Jesus, Jesus uh, showed us that day in and day out. And yet, man, I, I know myself, the desire, my innate nature is to want to be served. And yet Jesus was clear, I did not come to be served, but to serve. Uh, there, is, there is joy, there is peace, there is so much that comes only from just serving. Um, but no, we're not harping on it. All right. Uh, so, guys, today, uh, today is definitely going to be a, uh, I, I want to I close out this, the last of this series. Um, and, and what I want to do is, is I, I want to talk to those who, who feel like giving up. Um, I, I think a lot of us, it, maybe at one point in time in our lives, uh, I started this series off kind of talking about how it, it, we were stepping into uh, graduates. We had our, our graduation ceremony uh, celebrating our, our graduates. And, and so with that, there's all these desires and dreams of achieving something. And, and yet somewhere along the way, a lot of us, those dreams, those desires, they, they seem to have, have fallen flat. Uh, for some, it was a goal, a dream, a vision. Um, and, and for some, you may have started with, with great anticipation. But then somewhere along the way, you hit, you hit some, some snags, <laughs> stalled. Maybe there was little to no progress in, in whatever the situation was. And in those moments, what happens is frustration sets in. Discouragement takes over. And in those moments, we feel like, we feel like giving up. Maybe for, for some here today, there was, there was a relationship that you wanted to restore and when you made the effort or what you thought was the effort to, to, to try and, and talk it out, to make amends, to make things work, it, it now only seems to have just made things worse. Maybe, maybe for you, you're fighting to save a marriage. Others doing everything they can but, but feel like they're, they're running out of fight. I look, there's, there's people across this room that are believing for a miracle, others that are, are believing for a healing, believing for, for a, a child, believing for so many things, and, and you're praying, and you're praying, and you're seeking for, for God over my finances, over this situation. God, help me overcome this addiction. And it seems like as, as much as you've tried, as much as, as you've prayed, as much as, as you've even believed, God, I know that you can. Come on. You, you haven't seen those results. And now, now you're discouraged. Now maybe you're losing hope. Uh, today what I want to do is, is uh, I, I want to talk to those who are, are, are feeling like giving up. And show you through God's word that you and I were made to finish. Um, 
do this with me if you don't mind. Guys, I, let's just bow our heads. I want to I wanna pray real quick. Heavenly Father, I come before you and I thank you. I thank you that you are the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith, Lord. And I thank you for your word, the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord God. I thank you that it's the rock upon which we can stand. Lord, I pray that your word today would penetrate hearts. Lord God, that there would be people that would rise up from situations that they thought were dead, Lord Jesus. That they would rise up to finish, Lord God, recognizing the finish that you are. Lord, I thank you for your word, and I pray that you would just open our eyes and ears to hear what you would have to say this morning. It's in the name of your son, I pray. Amen. Um, all right, so today, today we're concluding this Relevant in a, in a Big World series. We, we started off this whole series talking about this idea that, uh, look, you and I, we're, we're, let's be honest, we're not good decision makers. Every now and then we luck out. You, you, find, you, find, you find the big fish in the small pond, right? I, I happened to marry up, but that's because Melissa was from a town of 1,800 people, and it was really easy for her to think that I was it. <laughs> it was great. Sometimes decisions work out, but typically on a whole, we're led by emotions, our decisions are, are, are led in the moment. And in the moment, our emotions, we know they're fleeting. They, they change from one second to the next. And so if we're going to be relevant, if we're truly going to leave a mark on society, if we're going to be recognizable and leave a legacy, then we've got to be able to make decisions today before emotions make decisions for us tomorrow. And so through these, these last few weeks, we've talked about being consistent, we've talked about being generous, we've talked about being faithful, and today we're going to talk about needing to be a finisher. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that I know about the desire to finish, um, more so is really just how easy it is to start. I'm pretty good at starting some stuff. I would dare say there's a lot of people in here that are good at starting. But it's not easy to finish. It's not easy to persevere. It's not easy to stick to it. There were, uh, there were some studies done looking into the qualities that separate successful people from others. And, and, and the number one quality that was identified was labeled as grit. Grit being the strength of character that refuses to quit. Grit, the strength of character that refuses to quit, the one thing that separated successful people from others. So the difference between being relevant and not, it, it, it's not what you know. It's not even who you know, so much as it's your willingness to stay in the fight. It's the strength of character that refuses to quit. I, uh, I heard a quote by, uh, by a lady by the name of Angela Duckworth that said, Enthusiasm is common, but endurance is rare. Enthusiasm is common, endurance is rare. It's easy to start, but, but it's often way more rare to finish. 
So then how do you and I, how do we as Christ followers, how do we strengthen our perseverance when our enemy wants us to quit? Now, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug next week. Next week is, is Father's Day, and I am excited. It's Father's Day. I'm just throwing that out there. It's Father's Day. Um, next week, I am, I'm excited. We're going uh, to be starting up a new series. And this series, it's, uh, it's going to be based off of Samson. Uh, it's going to be lessons, um, lessons in strength and weakness. And uh, men, if I can, I, man, I encourage you guys. Next week, y'all need to be here. Y'all need to be here. If you're tuning in online, um, watching this later on, man, if y'all can, men, y'all need to be here. Every, everybody, you need to be here. But, I mean, because it's Samson, it's going to kind of be geared towards men. Like, you might hear a little machismo, there was a man there or something. But, but look, it's the story, the, the lessons in strength and weaknesses is truly for everybody. Guys, y'all need to be here next week. Men, men, be here next week. All right. So how do we, how do you and I strengthen our character, our, our refusal to quit? To answer that, what I want to do is, is uh, I want to look at the words of the Apostle Paul. And, and in 2 Timothy, he's giving this, this, uh, this, this very emotional farewell. Timothy was a spiritual son to Paul. And, and, and this letter, maybe even more so than others, this was very emotional because of the relationship with Timothy, but also because of, uh, um, it's, it's believed that Paul, at the time that he's writing this, was in a dungeon uh, sentenced there by Nero, and in being sentenced there was being sentenced there to be beheaded. It's presumed that he's within weeks uh, of the trial, the beheading that will occur. And, and when I say a dungeon, what you also need to understand about Rome is, is uh, Rome was one of the very first civilizations to develop so many different things, having aquifers bringing water into the city, but as well having cisterns set of sewage drains. And so when they say dungeons, what that really was was just like the sewer pit underneath the facility. And what would happen a lot of times is people were awaiting execution, as they were awaiting even trial, just living in the filth of their own feces, disgust, they would develop diseases and die. And, and so it's, it's this, it's this picture that, that Paul is, is writing this letter. He writes these words of encouragement saying this, don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Look, if with, with anything, spiritually or, or, or just in life, if, if you're going to finish, if you're going to finish, you're likely, there's going to be some, some hiccups along the way. You're going to suffer along the way. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you won't have hard times. In fact, I, I, would, I would dare say it almost guarantees that there will be hard times. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. But then he goes on and says, work at telling others the good news. 
and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. Fully carry it out. In other words, finish what God has called you to start. Fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. And then Paul goes on to say this. He says, as for me, my life has already been poured out like an offering to God. The time of my death is near. And then look at what he says here. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have remained faithful. I've been in the battle. I've been in the fight. I have not given up. I fought the good fight. I've remained faithful. In... In light of where we know Paul is at, it's blatantly obvious that Paul is at the end of his race. He's, he's finished his race. He's awaiting beheading. But you haven't. You and I are still assuredly here. You haven't finished your race. So that means that God has more to do through you, that God has more plans, that, that God has another assignment for you. There's more to do. There's, there's more people to love. There's more to give. There's more hope. So let the world know the difference that you and I have found in Christ. There's more ministries still to start. There's businesses to launch, there's, there's content still to be created, there's, there's so many different things that there's still to happen, addictions that still need to be broken, relationships that still need to be mended. God's got more for you. God's got more for you. You're not done. So, so then the, the, the obvious statement would be fully finish the work that God has called you to start. Now, the, the immediate blowback I, I, I typically get, and by typically get, I mean from myself. I'm busy. I mean, come on, Corey, seriously? Like, like, do you know how much I've got going on right now? Do you think I need one more thing? I'm tired. I, I'd like to finish, but I've got too much to do. I think we all can relate to that. There's an author by the name of David Allen. He said this, much, much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do. It comes from not finishing what they've started. Well, I don't like you, David Allen. Much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do. It comes from not finishing what they've started. Maybe, maybe some of the stress that you do have isn't that you have so much to do, but rather simply that you haven't done what God has called you to do. So what I'd like for you to do today, what I want to do is, is I want you to think about what it is that you've started but haven't finished. 
and like I'm not talking about season four of whatever. <laughs> like, like I'm talking, what is it that God has laid on your heart that you've given up on, you've laid down, you've walked away from, you didn't think you could? What is it that God has prompted you to do? I want to read this scripture, then I want to ask you a question. It's it's Revelation chapter 3. It's Jesus saying this. He says, "I, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. I wonder how many of us have ever felt like that. I, I mean, like even, even when you're trying, you're a Christian, and, and you, you know, you believe, and you're, you're, you're trying, and you're trying, and yet you just, you, you can't seem to do what it is that God's called you to do. Jesus says this, hey, 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 wake up, come on. I, I, I'm not stepping on your toes. I'm not berating you. I, I'm, not, I'm not yelling at you, telling you that you have a, a reputation of being alive, but that you're dead. I, I want you to recognize. I want you to come alive. I want you to strengthen what remains isn't about to die. For, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God, but, but there's still opportunity. There's still chance. Jesus says, you didn't finish what I called you to start. You have unfinished deeds. I, I, I would ask this question and just have you uh, listen to what God may say to you. What is it that God simply wants you to finish? What is your unfinished business? Your unfinished assignment? What is it that at some point you were, you were prompted to do? Somewhere along the way you knew you were supposed to do. Some, some, at some point in time you knew that you were going to do it. Maybe, maybe, maybe you just hoped to do it. Maybe you got so far as you, you thought about doing it. But you knew you were supposed to. Prompted to give, look, you know, supposed to reach out. What is it that, that God encouraged you to do that for whatever reason you gave yourself the excuse of not? Perhaps, like I mentioned earlier, it was you were going to try and heal a broken relationship, and, and for whatever reason you never reached out. Maybe somewhere along the way you were. Simply prompted to share your faith with someone and, and, and you thought, I, I, I don't know enough, I can't, I don't know how. Maybe you were supposed to give something. And at the time you thought, ah, man, I, I, I don't know, I've, I've got these expenses, I've got these bills, I, I don't know that I can. For others, I mean, it, it could be, you, you were supposed to finish a degree, start a hobby, Join uh, a community group. We had Miss Keys out in the lobby this morning. One of our community groups is just a group of artists that love to get together. And I, I don't know what artists do. My wife is one, and I still don't know. But they get together and they do art stuff. And they glorify God doing it. What is it that God prompts you to be involved in that you're not? 
What is it last week as we were talking about serve here? What, what was the area that you thought, man, I wonder if, if I could, and then you immediately thought, no, I, I can't. Where is it that you were going to, but you haven't followed through? It's a ministry, a business. What's the unfinished business you have in your life that God's called you to start and you haven't followed through? In, uh, in 2 Corinthians 8, Paul, Paul was writing, and, and he was writing because the people, they, they were going to give big. They had, they had come up with this grand idea, and they wanted to give this big, big gift, and they started to, but they, they hadn't followed through. And Paul said this, a year later, it, it would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. You You remember? It would be good for you to finish, to not let those, those intentions, don't let them grow stale. Like your heart, your heart's in the right place this whole time. You, you've got what it takes to finish. Now, now let the eagerness that you showed in the beginning be matched only by your completion of it. You should finish what you started. You should finish what you started. Now... I, I pray you hear through this, through this whole message, my heart, uh, there's things that you need to quit, okay? <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't your go home and tell the wife, but the pastor said I got to finish what I started. Look, don't bring me into that. There's some things that you should quit. There's some things that you should say no to. There's even people you should probably say no to, but... What is it that God has given you that you know you're not supposed to quit? That you haven't finished? Acts chapter uh, 20, verse 24. Paul says this. He says, I consider my life worth nothing to me. I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only goal in life is to finish the race, to complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me. It's the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. My only goal in all of life is to finish the race. At the top end, there's this little phrase, so power-packed. Why could Paul finish the race? I mean, let's, let's, let's be real. Let's be honest. Finishing the race is hard. Starting, it's easy. But Paul's here. At the end of his life, what he knows is the end, and in confidence writes this emotional letter saying, I finished my race. Not sitting there wondering about all the things he didn't get done, wondering about all the things he should have done or how he could have done it better, but rather saying in confidence, I finished my race. How? How? Why could Paul finish his race? Simply? Simply because he wasn't running for himself. He said, I consider my life worth nothing to me. In other words, it's it's not about me. So then it's not about my desires. It's it's not about my dreams. It's not about my my 401k. It's it's not about my popularity. It's 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 not about me. He said, I consider my life 
worth nothing to me. If, if, we, if we took that verse and, and dropped life out for Paul, he's saying, I consider my life. What is it for you? What, what is that? If we left a blank right there, what is that personal thing that you hold on to? I consider my personal comfort worth nothing if only I may please Jesus and finish his race. I consider my net worth worth nothing if only I may do what you called me to do, Lord. I consider the opinions of other people worth nothing. I consider my following, my social media presence. What is it for you? I consider my personal hopes and dreams worth nothing if only I may finish the race that God has called me to run. When we commit to him, we don't quit because we're finishers. We're finishers. So how do you run your race then? How, how do you finish? Like, great, Corey, okay, we're, we're going to run this race. <laughs> uh, we're going to finish, but, but how? How then do we finish? First, don't run it for you, run it for him. Very simply, don't run it for yourself, run it for him. And then second and lastly, are you ready? This is it. This is the step. Like, pull out your, your notes, grab, grab your, your phone, get ready to take a picture. All of life is boiled down to this. What do you do? How do you run the race? Take the next step. Wait. What? That's it? That's it. No, really, that's it. That's what you do. <laughs> Take the next step. And then the next. You don't have to finish your race today. Somehow in our minds, we've all got it set. We've all, we've all got this imagination that we've got to finish. We've got to finish. No, what you've got to do is take the next step. You don't have to finish today. You need to take the next step. When you look at the, the life, the ministry of Jesus, I mean, when you come upon Easter, when you look at how it ended, I mean, this whole moment is, is radical. It's life-changing how it ended. But when you look at it, you look at every step he took from, from when he started to when he finished, what you recognize is he's just faithfully following after God, faithfully taking the next step. Think about on the cross. Right before Jesus looks to heaven and he, and he cries out to the Father saying, into your hands I commit my spirit. What, is he, what happens? He, right before that moment, right before he breathed his last, he said, it is finished. It is finished. 
In other words, he said, God, I did everything. I did everything you sent me to do. I finished the race. How? How? He wasn't running for himself. He was simply running for his father. And then in running for his father, second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, year by year, he took another step. Painful moment by painful moment, he took another step. When they hated him, he took the next step and loved them back. When they struck him, he took the next step and turned the other cheek. When he was carrying the cross up the hill to his own execution and falls to the ground, he stood back up and he took the next step. Hanging on the cross, they spit on him. They mocked him, laughed at him. He took the next step and said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. You see, Jesus was a finisher. Jesus was a finisher. They knock you down, you get back up, you take another step. They tell you you can't. You believe with God's help, yes, I can, and you take another step. But what about when you've got nothing left? What do you do when you've tried to run, but it, it just, it's not happening, Corey. Look, I, I, I've tried. I've put in every effort. Um, a lot of people have, I think, probably seen this video. There's a, uh, there's a video in the 1992 uh, Olympics in Barcelona, Spain. There was a, a British athlete by the name of Derek Hammond. He, he was a, a sprinter in the 400-meter um, race. And it, it was, he was highly favored to, to be one of the, the top finishers. Somewhere along the, the, the race, along the, I believe on the back stretch, he ended up pulling up short. You see him grab back. You come to find out later he had, uh, I believe, ruptured a hamstring. Um, and, and in that moment, as an Olympic athlete who's, who's trained for this, this, this one moment, this one fight, you can just see the, the emotional devastation as he falls to the ground pulling up. He gets up, he stands up, he tries. He tries to make it around the, the track on his own. He's limping. He's giving every effort he can because he just, he wants to finish. And then in, in an emotional moment, all of a sudden you see a man run out of the crowd. It's his father. His father runs out of the stands, comes down on the track and puts his arm around his son and carries his son to the finish line. I want you all to watch this video real quick with me. Tom Hammond and Craig Massback back Tom at Hammond and Craig Massback Olympic Stadium in Barcelona Olympic coming Stadium up to the men's 400 meter semifinals. 400 meter assignments. Here are the lane assignments. Steve Lewis in lane three. Steve Lewis in lane three. Wednesday's final. Top four to Wednesday's final. 
Steve Lewis in lane three. Steve Lewis, Roberto lane Hernandez three. out quickly in four. Now down the back stretch. This man on the left of the screen is running very, very quickly. And inside of Lewis, Sunday Bada of Nigeria. And Derek Redmond of Great Britain has pulled up with an injury. Redmond is out. Derek Redmond, the British record important member of that British 4 by 400 meter relay team, because he doesn't want anybody to help him. It'll be Lewis to win in 44.50. Look at this. He's going to try to finish his semifinal race. His semifinal race. The British have a the British certain have a tradition of running, tradition of running, which you have to respect, which you have to respect. A bizarre finish to this first semifinal of the men's 400 meters. Derek Redmond of Great Britain pulled up with an injury halfway down the back stretch. He's fighting off those trying to help him to finish the race in his lane. And now the pain too much. And now the pain too much. son couldn't go on. The father carried the son to the finish line. When the son thought he could struggle just enough to prove he could make it, all he had to do was turn around and recognize the father was going to carry him to the finish line. As the band comes up as I close this morning, what I, I, I pray that each and every one of you understands. What I, what, I, what I hope you see through all of this is in that, look, you, you never run alone. You never run alone. You can be confident of this. God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. When you're weak, he is strong. You never run alone. How many of you this morning are, are, are struggling, just trying to prove that you can make it around the end of that track? And the Father's right there saying, I've got you. Lean in on me. Because if God is for us, then, then who can be against us? 
Right? So, so in the hardest of moments, instead of quitting on God, what if, what if instead we ran to him? What if in, in the middle of our doubts, and instead of turning away, what if our very doubts caused us to say, God, God, I need you even more? What if even in our fears, the moments that we're, we're so afraid that, that we can't even sleep through the night, those moments that, that, that just rack our mind with fear. What if in those moments we said, God, what if even in our disappointments, in our discouragement, what if we ran to him, cried out to him saying, God, look, I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. I, I, don't, I don't have the answers. But, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to cling to you in this moment. I'm choosing you today. Right? So then before the emotions have, have the ability to, to choose me and choose my moment for me, now, now I'm, I'm conscious of the decision that I need to make today. God, I'm, I'm going to finish. When the enemy tries to attack, when he tries to tell me I can't, God, I'm, I'm going to finish. God, when the world comes against me and says you're not able, I'm going to trust in you that I am, and I'm going to finish. I'm choosing today. You may see me struggle. You ain't going to see me quit. Why? Why? Because I'm a follower of Christ. Why? Because, because he is the ultimate finisher. Why? Because he's the author, the perfecter, the finisher of my faith. He started it, and if he started it, I can then trust that he's going to finish it. And because the author, because the perfecter, because the finisher of my faith dwells inside of me, because the God who's no longer dead, but because the stone has been rolled away and because I can assuredly say he's alive, then because of that, when I commit, I don't quit, I'm a finisher. When I commit, I don't quit, I'm a finisher. What is it that God's calling you today? To step out in faith and believe and finish. Let faith rise up. Let faith rise up. Come on, church, if you will, stand with me. Let faith rise up. Rise up in me. Oh, let 
up in this place. Lord God, give us the strength to finish. Hallelujah. Father, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that your spirit would do a work in and through your people, Lord God. That everybody here listening this morning, that those tuning in online, Lord God, that that we would make a choice, a conscious decision, Lord God, that that when you give us an unction, Lord God, a a, a prompting, Lord God, when when, when you draw us, Lord God, we're going to finish. Lord, I pray that you would do a work in and through each and every one of us individually, Lord God, as well as corporately, Father, that we would see what you are doing right here in amongst our neighbors, our people, our friends, Lord God. That we would be witness to, Lord God, just such a mighty movement of your spirit in and through your people that we wouldn't even begin to understand. But Lord God, we'd be able to know that it started by being finishers, by stepping out in faith and believing every single day my Lord God, following after you, not following after our desires, but, but following hard after you, keeping our eyes focused on you, Lord God, and then just taking the next step. Day in and day out, trusting in, Lord God, in and through the valleys as well as the mountains. Lord God, I thank you. And I pray that just like Paul, that we too would have the blessing at the end of our lives to be able to look back and say, I ran a good race. I'm finishing mine. I've been faithful to you, oh God. God, help each and every one of us to be faithful to you today. To take the next step and to honor you in everything that we do. It's in the name of your son we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Guys, y'all have a blessed, blessed week. Again, I look forward to seeing you next week for Father's Day. Don't forget to sign up outside for serving here.